Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Anyway, hey, Freedom Church, I hope you're well. This is the last of our series on what is truth. And it's my job today to try and summarise up, to bring the summary of all the different aspects we have seen. I mean, we've seen some great dramas. Uh, And I'm not just talking about dramatic moments, but just people giving us the story of Easter so well. And we saw, remember on Palm Sunday, we had that moment where Simon Peter was being interviewed and he was telling the story of Jesus coming in on Palm Sunday into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey. They were worshipping and celebrating up to that moment on Maundy Thursday where Jesus is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then we were taken to the courtroom on Good Friday in that moment where on Good Friday, early in the morning, Pontius Pilate and all the different uh, you know, crowds came and gathered and they shouted, crucify him. And Jesus was taken from there and he was whipped, he was beaten and he was crucified. And then on Easter Sunday, we heard the witnesses, we heard the stories of people who had met Jesus, the risen Lord Jesus. We'd heard from Mary Magdalene, who had met him and thought he was the gardener until he used her name. We, we saw uh, Cleopas and his friend who'd been on the road to Emmaus and suddenly Jesus appeared to them. And then we heard from Simon Peter again and Thomas, who had doubted, Thomas had doubted, but then they met them and he had breakfast with the risen Jesus Christ. I mean, that must be an incredible moment. To have known Jesus face to face must be one thing, but to be able to hang out with him after he'd come back to life again must be a moment. And so you hear all these stories and you hear all these dramas. We've heard all these kind of comments. We've heard all these moments. But the question still remains, what is truth? That was a phrase that Pontius Pilate used in the courtroom. He asked the question, he washed his hands and he said, what is truth? What is truth? And so today I want to ask us to kind of, can we get our heads around what does truth look like for you and for me? Now, a couple of things I want to mention here is a bit of a, a kind of just setting this up, is we live in a, an era that people refer to as post-truth. In fact, post-truth was actually the word of the year 2016. And, and I need to point out, from my point of view, that post-truth is actually two words. So straight away, that's not even true anyway. But the, the, the word of the year, 2016, was called post-truth. And it was the word that was voted for. And it was the year of the Brexit elections. It was the year of, of, of Trump elections. Uh, sorry, the Brexit vote and the Trump elections. And we had that moment where we go, what is going on? And suddenly post-truth became a thing. Fake news became a word that was used. We refer to things as, well, is that, that may just be the way you see things. And suddenly truth is m- manoeuvrable and malleable and we can just adjust it however we want to. And the, uh, the opinion is more important than truth. That someone's, the louder you shout, it's more important than actually what is true. The, the, opi- the opinion of an influencer with lots of followers and celebrity status has more value than the, than the knowledge of someone who's studied a subject for many, many years. That seems to be the case when we look at social media especially. I saw a cartoon just last week where there was a quiz master and he was saying to the people who had just been involved in this quiz, he said to you, he said, yes, you got the answer right, well done, I'll give you one point, but because you were louder, I'll give you a bonus point. And that's kind of almost the world we're living in where truth doesn't really matter, it's who is more seen, who is more visible, who is louder, the truth is then heard. 
And we've seen that in this recent season where we've kind of found that negative news travels faster, that lies travel faster. Uh, we've seen the, the, you know, the, the, the moments of the anti-vaxxing kind of conversations out there. Can I just say as your church leader, as a pastor, if you have, have the opportunity to have a vaccine, I want to encourage you just to take the vaccine. I know that I will be doing that, Lottie will be doing that as soon as the opportunity arrives. Because this is just part of us coming out of lockdown as a nation together and as nations, we want to be taking these next steps. And this is one way that we can do that. But you've seen some of the stuff that's out there, some of the, the rumours and some of the concerns. And, and it seems that in the pandemic, and especially with the power of social media, nuance and conversations get lost. And in the middle of that, so does truth. We're living in this post-truth world. We're also living in a post-biblical world in the sense that people don't know the Bible like they used to. You used to be able to say, well, it's in the Bible, so it must be true. And now people are like, well, I don't know if I read the Bible the same way as you do, or they may not know the Bible in the same way. I mean, you can still, when you're in court and you're testifying, you can still swear on the Bible, but many people choose not to because they think, I don't even know if I agree with what's in that book. And we live in this post-biblical era. We live in an era where people didn't go to Sun School, don't know, didn't get the RE lessons or RS lessons at school, may not have the knowledge of Bible stories of how the Bible is put together. And there can be an assumption that everyone understands the Bible, but that's not true. And although it's great to see the Prime Minister, as mentioned earlier, quoting Scripture in his Easter message and commending the work of the churches... It isn't often the case that people understand what is this thing called the Bible, how does it work, and why do people believe it to be true? And again, I want to say to you as a church leader, if you are listening or watching today, I say, please read your Bible. Do get hold of the Word of God. It is, it is God-breathed, and there is so much truth in there. But people are desperate to find out what is truth. And so I've, I've got with me a little bit of a... Uh, here we go, a little bit of an image we can use today and this idea of sometimes we want to put truth into a box. We want to put truth into a box. We want to keep it tidy. We want to keep it ordered. We want to keep it easy to pick up, to get hold of, to understand. And we put truth in a box. And that's what we always seem to be doing. We seem to be going, can we just squeeze it into something which is really understandable? We want it to be simple. We want it to be simple truth. We want truth to be simple. We want it to be uh, succinct. We want it to be summarised. We want it to be, um, you know, kind of just tidy and put together. But I know like this week, I, or last week, I came across the, the race report was released by the government. And uh, it said in there that we were a model country. It said there that, we, um, that there was no institutional racism in our country. And I heard that report, and I think, really, that, that doesn't seem right. But OK, people have studied this and spent 10 months since the Black Lives Matters protest last year. And, and maybe they're right, and I've got it all wrong. And then I started listening to other people and talking to my colleagues and friends who lead churches with really diverse communities. And they said, that's not true. That's not the story that we're experiencing every day. That that may be what the document says, but that isn't true for so many of our people. And I realise that truth is not simple, it is complex. We want simple headlines, we want simple statements, but it's always much more difficult to navigate than we think it might be. We also want truth to be universal. We want truth to be there for everybody. 
We want it to be easy to access for all. We want everyone to think the same as us. If only everyone could think the same as I do, wouldn't it be easier? And then last weekend on Easter Saturday, uh, the atheist uh, Professor Alice Roberts tweeted, dead people don't come back to life. And kicked off a whole Twitter storm and people getting really angry, uh, both Christians and atheists putting their points across. And they want everybody to believe this is what we believe, so you should believe it as well. We want truth to be universal. We want it to be for all. We don't want it to be so sort of, you know, that can be stretched. We want everyone to be able to have access to the same thing and think the same as we do. We also want our truth to be constant. We want truth to stay the same, to not move. We want it to be consistent. We want it under control. If we're honest, we want it under our control, that we can control the truth. Like we're putting a brick in the wall or a file in a cabinet to show we understand and we've got it under control and then we can move on. We want our truth to be constant. But actually, it keeps on moving as we learn and understand more. As we have conversation, as we gain education, truth becomes more diverse and we have to take time to understand it. And lastly, people want us to have a position on the truth. The famous recent Oprah Winfrey interview with uh, Harry and Meghan Markle was the question, what is your truth? What is your truth? And we want everyone to have a position on truth. How do you see truth? What's your angle? What's your opinion? What's your take on it? What is your position? But as we heard earlier, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. We're not here to defend Jesus. We're not here to, to argue and get angry and to make the point. We're here to be Jesus. We're here to worship Jesus. We're here to celebrate Jesus. We're here to love him and declare how good he is, not to get so angry and het up. 1 Peter 3 says this, and even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't be afraid or worry about people's threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. That's what we're called to do. Worship God as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this, says Peter, with gentleness and respect. We, should, we are called to worship God. And when people inquire, what is your hope about? Then we can explain it with gentleness and respect. If you are a Christian today and you know that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, it's our job to live that out day by day, not to shout it out and tell people who aren't prepared or wanting to listen. So my question to you today, when I ask the question, what is truth? Is uh, I want us to look briefly at this moment of Jesus in Matthew chapter 16, when he's talking to his disciples. And there's this beautiful moment where Jesus is walking on the road. I think some of the best moments of Jesus must have been when he was walking from one miracle to the next with his disciples, where they're just having conversation. You go, geez, what just happened back there? Did you see that thing with the packed lunch? Did you see that thing with the lame walking, with the blind man seeing? Jesus, how do you do that? And have interaction and conversations. And in this moment, they're walking on the road, they're going uh, to another village, and Jesus asks his disciples in Matthew 16, he says to them this, who do people say that the Son of Man is? I, who do they say I am? Who do they say I am? And they replied, well, some say John the Baptist, 
Some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And, and they're like, well, you know, people say different things about you, Jesus. Everyone's got an opinion. No one knows what is true. And then Jesus hones it right down. And this is the most important bit. Please listen to this moment. Jesus turns round his disciples, having just asked the question, what do people say about me? He then turns it round and he says, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And at that point, Simon Peter answers, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replies, and you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. The truth about who Jesus is is something that you and I have to discover for ourselves. It's not something we can always learn through an academic uh, process or through gaining knowledge. It's something we have to discover, a step of faith. And my question to you today is, who do you say Jesus is. Oh, people say this and people say that. Yeah, I get that. Who do you say Jesus is? What's the answer to the ultimate question when it comes to your faith? What is truth for you? Who is Jesus to you? Who do you say he is? You know, the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one makes the mark by themselves that we do need this Jesus who is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And here's the thing about Jesus. He makes access to heaven really simple. It's really simple. Jesus loves you. His love never fails. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Jesus said, let the children come to me and don't hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such of, as these. He made it simple. Any one of us can access heaven through Jesus Christ. It is simple. It is also universal. It's for all. It's for all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him, whoever, will have everlasting life. In Galatians 3, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Jesus is real. He died on the cross. He rose again. Easter is true. He's taken all the punishment that you deserve onto himself. It's for everybody. You get to participate in the story of Jesus. It is also, it is also constant. The story of Jesus constant. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus is reliable. He is your rock. He is your fortress. He is your foundation. He is the one in whom you can trust. You can trust in Jesus. And then lastly, what is your position on this knowledge of who Jesus is? If Jesus is the Son of God, if he is fully accessible, if he fully wants to connect with you today, what are you going to do about it? At the name of Jesus, it says in Philippians 2, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What a great moment. We can choose to kneel at the cross. We can choose to humble ourselves, to recognise who Jesus is for ourselves. Who do you say today is Jesus to you? What is your relationship with him? I've heard what other people say. I've heard all the stories of truth. I've heard all the stories of Easter. I've heard all the opinions out there. But ultimately, 
What is your story? Who do you say Jesus is? In John chapter 8, he says these words. Jesus says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So if the sun sets free, you are truly free, he said. If the sun sets you free, you are true in, you are free indeed. You are free. We can have freedom for those who choose to follow Jesus. And as we bring this to an end, for those of you, maybe the truth has got overcomplicated. Maybe you've just been listening to so many voices, you don't know what to believe anymore. Maybe where truth has become selective and you're uncertain of which opinion to run after. Where the truth keeps on moving and slipping through your fingers. Maybe your belt of truth has slipped just a little bit and you're not sure where truth is. I want to pray for you this morning. For those of you maybe you're watching right now and you've never said yes to following Jesus and you're like, yeah, I want to be somebody who can say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm believing that Jesus is the way. He is the truth and he gives us life. Then I want to pray for you this morning. And so I'm just going to pray this short prayer. You can join me if you want to do so. And then uh, we'll make accessible to you a a link you can get to, which is freedomchurch.uk forward slash respond. And you can then click on that link and people would love to help you connect with Jesus or to find a way through, find a way forward, discover the person who is truth himself, truth embodied, Jesus Christ. Let me pray for us as we finish our time together. Thank you, God, that the truth of who Jesus is can set us free. Thank you for loving me before I loved you or even knew about you. Thank you, Jesus, you died on the cross for me. I am sorry where my faith has not been where it should be. It's become overcomplicated. Lord, I'm sorry where truth has become lost. And today I say I want to follow you give my life to you and ask the Holy Spirit to come into my life and empower me and give me fresh power to speak out and to be the follower of Jesus I want to be. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer or anything near like that prayer, please do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Click on that link, uh, freedomchurch.uk forward slash respond and we would love to hear from you. God bless you as you go forward this week. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.